Welcome. You're listening to the Wild Wellness Podcast, and I'm your host, Jenny. This episode is going to be a little different than my usual style of teaching something or giving you some strategies or practical applications, although sometimes what I share is meant to simply inspire you and hopefully add to your life in some positive way, so I think it's possible that this episode will be no different in that way, but I guess it's different to me because I'm sharing a story, a very personal story, and it's about, oh my goodness, it's about so many things. It's about the Forest and Flowers Retreat. It's about my experience with grief and the death of loved ones. It's about my relationship to home, about personal growth moments, about my relationship to my businesses, and an expansion in my work that I didn't expect. Let's begin with what is Forest and Flowers Retreat. It officially opened May 11th, 2021. That's when I shared it with the world, and I consider it a wellness retreat house. It's in Western Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Pittsburgh. It is nestled among many trees on about 50 acres. It's within 10 miles of two state parks, McConnell's Mill and Moraine State Park, which also has Lake Arthur in it. And it's one mile uphill from the Slippery Rock Creek. So outdoor adventures are abundant in this surrounding area with hiking, biking, kayaking, rock climbing, swimming, boating, fishing, anything you can imagine that you would love to experience among the creeks, the trails, and as I mentioned, beautiful Lake Arthur. So when you stay at the retreat house, you can definitely enjoy quiet solitude, but there's also some amazing things in this area. Lots of quaint shops, restaurants, wineries, of course, the parks. And I actually created a local guide for the area on the Forest and Flowers Retreat website in the journal for those that are planning a stay or just want to check out more of what's in the area as far as those shops, the restaurants, like I said, and even wellness practitioners and places for those sorts of things. So picture driving down this beautiful lane that is lined with poplar trees, pine trees, rhododendron, possibly blooming rhododendron if you're coming in early June or even late May. But you're going down this lane that is in this quiet spot nestled in the trees, this handcrafted home, which I'll be talking about more that has modern artisan and vintage furnishings, cheek decor, if I do say so myself. And maybe you're coming for a solo getaway. Maybe it's a couple's trip. Maybe it's a girl's weekend. Maybe you have planned a yoga retreat here. There's an outdoor clawfoot tub. There is an outdoor shower. Plush organic bedding and towels, of course. Locally sourced goods in the kitchen, which is well-equipped with all kinds of things for you to cook for yourself here and make nourishing meals. And there's many other wellness-minded amenities that I'll share more about later in the episode. But I wanted to just paint a picture for you. And of course, the visuals are over on the website at forestandflowersretreat.com. 
but that's where we are. And I do want to start as I share this story about how this all came to be and this connection that I have with this special place. I want to start with the origin story, as we call it. And I did write a journal entry about this as well on forestandflowersretreat.com. Just go to the journal and it's called Origin Story. But I wanted to share it here because some of you may like to hear it this way. And I thought it would be special to share it in this way and have it as a podcast recording. So I have to start by saying, first of all, that I feel I am a steward of this land. And I'm very grateful for that. And in this Appalachian region of Western Pennsylvania, I acknowledge that we are on the traditional ancestral lands of the Osage Nation. And I think it's really important when it became a, um, when it came into my awareness that this knowing and acknowledging of the land that we stand on or that we live on is really a way of honoring and expressing gratitude for the ancestral people who were on this land before us when it became in my awareness that that really is the true state of most of our realities in the United States, uh, I just wanted to make sure to acknowledge that and to speak about that because I think it's very important for all of us too in whatever place we do find ourselves. So I wanted to start by saying that, that I am simply a steward of this land that has had many many experiences, many people living on it before me. And I also want to offer, speaking of people who have lived here before me, <laughs> deep gratitude for my maternal grandparents, Martha Ray, Warren Hunt. They built and created their home in this place that is now the Forest and Flowers Retreat. And my pappy, as I called him, had his own painting business. He was always in the shop building something made of wood. He had such unique creativity, and I always was amazed. And I told him, without having Pinterest, which I tried to explain to him when he was here what that was and how you know you got inspiration from that and ideas, I was always amazed that without that, he had just such creativity and an eye for beauty and making beautiful things. And my Graham... She was just the perfect dose of sweetness and sass <laughs> and really cared for this place, for this home. She always made it feel like a place of solace, a place of beauty. We told her that it could be featured in a magazine the way that she tended to it and uh, made it beautiful. But more than it being a beautiful property and a beautiful home, my grandparents definitely made it a place full of abundant memories. And one of the things I remember is them taking us to a creek on the property down in the hollow, as we call it. And we had a picnic. And I remember my sister and I were so young and it felt like the biggest adventure. Like we, it, we talk about it now and we say that it felt like we were miles from home even though it wasn't very far. 
And I know that now because I've been down to that creek again many times. But that was one of the things I remember them taking us on and being such an adventure here in the woods. So one summer in college, which I went to within 20 minutes of where my grandparents lived, I stayed here pretty often. And I remember sitting on the porch one day in the middle of studying and just looking around and saying out loud to both of them, it is so peaceful here. You could have a bed and breakfast. This is like coming to a retreat. (laughs) And I just laugh at those words now because I always felt like that when I came here and they just laughed, of course, and had no intentions of that. And nobody had intentions of that. Little did I know how those words would come into form several years, just what feels like lifetimes later. Because after then years of living away and studying away from our home region, my husband and I returned to this general area and we were looking to purchase land and build a home. And we ended up purchasing land from my grandfather to build a house nearby. And it was right after my grandmother had passed away. And so The shorter version of this story is that we had five amazing years here with him, and he supported us and watched us with the most amazing encouragement. And of course, those five years were way too short. Um, He was diagnosed with cancer, and less than a year after the diagnosis, he passed on. And of course, it was life-changing as losing a loved one always is, but it was also life-changing, particularly for my husband and I, because we had shared this space with him, I felt, and because this land that we shared with him as neighbors felt so different, it felt so empty, it felt lonely after he passed on, and I I wished so badly that it were different so many times. And to be honest, I still sometimes do. (laughs) I wish, of course, that both of my grandparents were still here to be neighbors and share life together. So I have walked so many miles around this property in tears, holding my heart, just wondering why things happen the way they do. But along the way along those walks, I seem to always notice the beauty too. And I smiled as I thought about the memories and I had to laugh at the little reminders that I received, the little winks, the little signs that I, that I call them. It's the feathers that I notice on the ground in the driveway It's the butterflies that cross my path or the sunsets that I see that match the one that appeared the night that my grandfather passed away. And I know that these are little winks and reminders to me that their love will always be felt here and in a way that they have passed the torch that there is something else ready to emerge. And so I have felt the peace that this place has too, the peace that it will always have because of what they created and their continued love 
and guidance and the gifts that just life eternally offers. And so along the way of saying goodbye, of grieving such loss, I started to have a vision to make this place into that retreat that it had always been to me. And it was such a journey. I'm not going to go into all of that. It took way longer and we're, there was so many unexpected twists and turns that we didn't anticipate in that. But through the cooperation and love of my family and through the blessings of this land and through the cycles of death and rebirth that we're all connected to, and of course through what I think of as spirit seen and unseen, Forest and Flowers Retreat was born. And I want to share a little bit more about something else that came along the way. About a year ago, in April of 2020, I had had the vision at that point. We were working on officially owning the property and purchasing the land and house and things. And we're going through all the legal things involved with it. And I was up at the house one day sitting on the porch at in the spring, as I said, in April. And I was just thinking about my vision with the place. I was thinking about how much around that time, especially, I enjoyed being outside and working with the land and starting to tend to our own garden at home. And then all of a sudden, I looked out into the front yard and I heard flowers, wildflowers, garden, healing, teaching, trees, herbs, flower bouquets, flowers. I heard flowers. And I just, I laughed. I think I laughed. I think I gasped. I think I said out loud, are you serious? <laughs> it was like I was being told this, this secret that was completely not in my awareness five seconds earlier. And all of a sudden it just became this thing. Like it landed and it became something that was going to come into being, going to come into physical form that I was completely unaware of, that I wasn't planning for, that I wasn't intentionally thinking about. And I immediately then from that day just started researching flower farms and growing flowers. And within a month I was I had seeds and I was planting flowers that I had never planted in my own home garden just to like start somewhere to get this idea, you know, going to put it into form, to play around with it and experiment because I knew by that time, like I'm doing this, I am going, this isn't just going to be a retreat house where people come for overnight stays, for workshops, for a wellness experience. This is going to be a little flower farm. And that is still in, in growth. It's still in cultivation. Of course, it will always be in cultivation, but it's starting very small this year. I would call it a flower garden <laughs> or maybe a, um, maybe a micro farm. Um, I think farm to me growing up on 
a farm, which even to some standards wasn't very large. I just have a certain concept around what maybe is considered a farm. But in the flower world, just a couple acres is considered a flower farm even, or sometimes even just a couple hundred square feet <laughs> so um, or a couple thousand square feet. So it doesn't have to be very big to be considered a farm. But for me, I look at it and I think this year we're cultivating a flower garden and in the future with the goal of it being maybe a micro farm. <laughs> but this this just blew my mind. And I was so excited. I, it was like, as I thought about it over the next year, as we were still in the process of buying the property and still in the process of just getting to the place where we could start to, you know, bring this vision into form of forest and flowers retreat. I thought, I know why that came to me at that time, because I needed to start planning and start working on things, start learning. Like I've grown a garden. I hadn't really ever grown flowers before. That's a whole nother thing I could go into about flowers in my life and um, the experiences I had with them when I was younger and sort of my ideas around them. But basically I didn't have a lot of experience. There was just so much to learn. And I'm just so glad that it came to me at that time because I really needed to dig in. <laughs> pun intended. And I needed to start growing flowers and just start um, learning so much. And there's still so much learning that's being done. But I have to share another piece of this story because it was about a week after I had this vision of flowers in the front yard, just covering the front yard, that I got an energy reading from Star McLaughlin on Instagram. We are Instagram friends. She's a Canadian soul sister and I will, um, if she's at star McLaughlin. If you want to find her, I can add that handle to the show notes because she's wonderful, but I was offered an energy reading from her. And so basically I sent her an audio about something that I was needing clarity on something I was working on, I think was what she had prompted me with. And so I sent her a message, not about the retreat house project at all, actually, but something else in my business. And the message that I received back from her, as I said, was about a week after I had this vision about the flowers. And the message I received back blew me away because she started out by saying that she saw all around me wildflowers, flowers all around me all working in harmony. And as soon as she said flowers, I just, I think the first words that came out of my mouth, I just said out loud wherever I was, oh my God, <laughs> like I got goosebumps all over my body. I just couldn't believe that the thing that she had seen all around me were flowers. And being that it was a week after I had that vision, it was just tying me back to that so much, obviously. And she also had talked about in that energy reading that there was a flame a fire involved and um, talked about how things would maybe needing things maybe needing to be um, burned or recreated. And I'm not even remembering the exact words, but in my journal notes that I made, I remember jotting down like, what does fire do? Thinking about what fire does to something. And it, it I immediately thought it turns it into ashes. And as I was thinking this, I'm not even kidding you. I was in transit to our garden. I was going from the house, taking 
ashes from the wood stove that had piled up and were needing to be emptied. And I was taking ashes from the wood stove into the compost pile. And as she was talking, I was listening to the audio while I was doing this, and she talked about the flowers, and then she talked about fire, and fire turns things into ashes. And then the word that came to me next was alchemy. And alchemy is, to me, when you are combining things together, they're, they're mixing, they're blending, they're alchemizing to become something new, like just a simple definition or simple concept of how I think of it. And so I was just thinking, wow, I'm adding ashes from the wood stove. Ashes become soil in this compost alchemy. <laughs> and soil is where new things grow. And new things are growing, that's for sure. So would you like to go on a little tour? Of course, the visual one is the best. And you can get that on the website, forestandflowersretreat.com. But I thought I would describe a little bit to you now that I've shared the story, the backstory, the origin of this place, and just some of the things that have happened for me along the way. Uh, I want to share more about it and what you can experience when you're here because I would love for you to come visit. So from the gathering room, the living room, you may call it, but I like to call it the gathering room, I think you can enjoy one of the best views of the property from this room. It will be of the flowers when they're in bloom and when they're growing. It is also of just the vast forest around us and beauty, just beautiful. So you can relax in the hammock chair in the corner, read a book from the Retreat House collection. I have a collection of books on so many different topics, wellness, nature, spirituality. I have card decks there. Of course, you can sit and chat in this room. There's lots of cozy places to be. And there is a meditation cushion by the window as well with just an amazing view of the outdoors. This room is the ideal place to gather in comfort, I think, and to have quiet moments if you're on a solo retreat as well. There's also a sound bowl next to the meditation cushion and a yoga mat tucked in the corner next to the guitar. So if you are musically inclined, um, you can make some music there as well. And if you're taking more of a workcation, if you're here working, wanting to get your creative flow going, there's a vintage desk as you uh, walk in. It's actually right in the room there with a wonderful view of the forest and the flowers when they're in bloom. It's right next to that big window um, area that I'm talking about. And of course we have great Wi-Fi, so you can work on whatever you need to. And then in the kitchen, as you're sipping on your cup of coffee or maybe your loose leaf tea that we have for you from a couple different local uh, businesses. One is Leaf and Twig and the other one is Cherry Valley Organics, delicious teas and blends. Um, you might want to watch for wildlife out the patio doors because they visit often deer, turkeys mostly. And, uh, of course, you can cook yourself a nourishing meal in the kitchen. There's local goods and samplings like olive oil and vinegar. And there's also a high-powered blender for making smoothies. Or if you are used to having like a Vitamix, you can chop things and puree things in here too. Cast iron skillets, stainless steel cookware, all the good things that you might want to use to bake in or cook in. 
So if you're coming in the summertime and you want to make something for a picnic or if you're coming in the winter and you have your cookie recipes with you around the holidays or you just want to make some nourishing soup to have while you're here. There's also a crock pot, by the way, so you can turn that on if you're going out to adventure for the day and want to have something warm when you get back. So that is the kitchen and the dining room view. I, I think we'll move back to the bedrooms now. So I named one of the bedrooms the Kanadi room. That's the master room. I learned along the way that Kanadi is the Cherokee word for hunt. And hunt, of course, was my grandparents' last name, my maternal grandparents. And my great-great-great-grandmother um, on my pappy's side, so it was his great-great-grandmother, I'm sorry, it was his great-great-grandmother. So my great-great-great-grandmother was Cherokee. And it was very special for me to learn that. And I just wanted to have some meaningful connections there. So the Kanadi room is the master bedroom. And this room has the soft eucalyptus fiber comforter that all of the beds do. It's covered in a really unique flax linen duvet that's just so cozy. And the queen bed has a live edge headboard that's actually made from a walnut tree from this land. And the bed is hugged on either side by a pair of red cedar log tables, western red cedar. And they actually have amethyst and quartz crystals in the center that you can see if you look closely on the top. These are wonderful for supporting deep restoration and relaxation. And then in this same master bedroom, there's a twin nook, I call it. This is a space that we actually transformed from two large closets. And there's two twin beds in this cozy nook connected to the Kanadi room. It's a really wonderful little space in any season because I think you can get one of the best views from here. There's You're right next to the windows and you can see out into the front yard with the forest and flowers. And so that's the twin nook in that room. And the other bedroom is named the Daisy Ray room, my grandma's favorite flower and her middle name. And so this room has wildflower and daisy yellow accents it's a quaint retreat room for two. You can, um, if I didn't mention, there's two twin beds in this room. And of course, the um, eucalyptus fiber comforters and organic cotton duvet covers are on these beds. And these beds were also made out of live edge ash wood from this property. And they're a live edge headboard that are so beautiful. The wood furnishings in the home, like the headboards and the coffee table in the living room and the entry bench and the bench in the kitchen at the kitchen table, those were all made by my very talented husband, Sean. His business is the Rustic Iron and Wood Co. And um, I wanted to mention that because people have already been raving about those pieces and they are actually in the shop at forestandflowersretreat.com. So if you want to check out more about which pieces I'm talking about, you can look at them up there. But I was just so grateful that we could use wood that came from this property, trees that have had to come down for various reasons, and that he's just so talented in being able to transform them into something else, something so special for this home. 
this retreat experience. Um, so both bathrooms come with doTERRA essential oil hand soap to use, doTERRA shampoo and conditioner, body wash, and doTERRA's rose lotion. So the best essential oils infused in these products that are natural, that are safe for you, non-toxic, of course, and organic towels provided for you there. Now, if you want to soak in the outdoor tub or take an outdoor shower, of course, you can add some essential oils or Epsom salts to the tub there as well. But this is just such a wonderful spot to be outside taking a bath. You'll be nestled among the trees with a view of the surrounding woods. Um, the whole the whole property is like a 360-degree view of the surrounding forest, and you're in this quiet spot on, on the property. And out the back, you can stroll the short walking path on the property. You can sip your favorite tea or coffee on the covered front porch or sit there when it's a rainy day. It's just a wonderful place to be. And also in the back, there is a spot at the edge of the woods where we have created a campfire area. So firewood is provided and you can create your own campfire for ritual or for just enjoying such um, a quiet, pleasant spot to be out in nature. I mentioned speaking of outdoors, that I made a local guide, I mentioned this in the beginning, for quaint shops, places to eat, best outdoor things to do, that's on the website, it's the local guide in the journal, if you want to check that out, especially if you're planning a trip here and you want some wonderful things to do. So besides this being a place for overnight stays, for individuals, for couples, for girls weekends, you may be someone who is wanting to have a yoga retreat or a wellness workshop, or an intimate gathering of some kind, or even a photographer wanting to come and do a photo shoot. I actually am already set up with a wonderful photographer who's coming to do some mini portrait sessions later on in 2021 in the fall, so I'll be keeping you posted about that in case you're interested, but she wants to come and use this beautiful space as a backdrop for those photos. So anyway, I want this also to be a place for others to create their experience at Forest and Flowers Retreat. So whether that be a workshop or a retreat yourself or a gathering, uh, whatever it may be, uh, my intention is obviously to support others in cultivating well-being with nature. And so if you're a teacher, a leader, a healer of some sort, and you feel called to be part of that purpose, then I would love for you to check out those details on the website, forestandflowersretreat.com. You can see about hosting your own event or retreat. Also over on the website, forestandflowersretreat.com, you can scroll all the way to the bottom of the homepage and enter your name and email to get a monthly peek into Forest and Flowers Retreat. What I'm going to be sending is an exclusive video each month sharing glimpses of the seasonal cycles of Forest and Flowers, just what's going on here, and little things behind the scenes that you won't see anywhere else. Plus, I'll add any special offers we have going on, event updates, and the note from the journal that month, our online journal, which is essentially the blog that's going to get a monthly post uh, and things that you'll appreciate, I think, even if you haven't been a guest yet or aren't even in the local area or in the future looking to travel to Western Pennsylvania, you can still keep in touch and 
find interesting things that I'll be sharing in the journal about nature and wellness and a lot of the things that maybe you get from me otherwise, but they'll have a certain forest and flowers retreat energy flavor to them. (laughs) So that's that. And also I was talking about flowers earlier and maybe you're wondering, so what's going on with flowers? (laughs) Are there going to be anything besides the fact that you're growing them there? You'll see on the website, there's a page for flowers. So up at the top, just click flowers and you can also enter your name and email if you want to stay in the know about future flower offers. So flower workshops, gatherings, you pick flower bouquets grown with intention. All of these things are in the works, being cultivated, blooming soon. So in the meantime, just keep in touch and um, you can check out, depending on when you're listening to this, any other relevant things you might see because this might not, there might be things that are happening um, later on. Um, as I'm speaking about this now, but check out any events, but certainly check out the flowers page to either enter your name and email for future updates or to see what's happening now. So my friends, that is at least part of the story (laughs) about forest and flowers retreat. I feel like there's so much that I could share with you, honestly, about this journey, about the lessons that I've learned, but I guess I'll close by sharing just a few of those if you didn't grab some of them from what I've shared already, just a few of the lessons, because I, I think that maybe you'll be able to relate on some level with a similar experience in your life, even if it not might not be exactly the same. Um, I just want to offer these little reminders, these little life wisdom nuggets, because I think sometimes we all get the same ones just in different ways. And so Some of the lessons that have come to me so far (laughs) through this journey, and I say that so far because I feel like it's just the beginning, and at the same time, it feels like a lifetime has passed since just a couple years ago when this all started to come into form in a way, because so much has happened for me in my personal life, in my businesses, and in everything, so yeah, the lessons so far, <laughs> the lessons that are going to continue to come. First, being patient with the process, whatever's unfolding, even when it's different than you expect it to be. In so many ways, this has been a repeating lesson. And obviously, it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to be patient with something or to even accept something when it's different than what you expected it to be. Um, I remember shortly after my grandfather passed away, just being reminded again and again of something that I had heard. And basically it says that discontentment is the illusion that the present moment should be different than it is. And that was really hard for me to try to accept after losing someone and feeling such sadness But I just kept thinking of it. It just kept coming into my head. This contentment is the illusion that the present moment should be different than it is. And I don't know where that came from. I should be referencing something somewhere, I'm sure. That's not my own quote or language. It came from somewhere that I had read or seen. I just don't have it at the moment. Discontentment is the illusion that the present moment should be different than it is. 
it sounds so obvious, right? It sounds so simple and obvious, but it's really powerful. I guess if, if, especially if you need it, especially if you're in it right now and you need to hear that to, to help you have, I think what it is, is it attaches meaning to whatever it is we're going through. And maybe again, like brings us back to the present moment, realizing that whatever is happening is, and instead of wishing it were different, instead of thinking something has gone wrong, look for the gift, look for the lesson. And that would be another wisdom piece that I would say has come out of this is look for the gift. Look for the gifts, look for the beauty, look for the gratitude. My grandparents were so good at that, especially watching my gram and her struggles with cancer for a couple decades. She was always going back to gratitude, always going back to how much she was loved, how much she loved others. Just that idea that there's always a gift, there's always something beautiful that can come from that. Another wisdom piece that I would say is holding a vision that you have and the why behind it, especially when things seem to work against it. (laughs) Because this whole process has not been smooth sailing. And there's been times when I have wondered, is this supposed to happen? <laughs> like, is this, the, is this the path? Was I given this vision for a reason or what? Because it doesn't seem to be working out that way. And yet, because I had such a strong why and such a strong past um, experience, I guess it was the, it was, it was like too serendipitous, too, I had this knowing, I had this knowing that that's what was meant to be. So I guess that's all I can say is when you have a knowing, when you have that intuitive knowing that something is meant to work that way, that even when things don't seem to work the way that you're expecting them to, or the timing isn't right, um, which kind of goes along with what I was saying with patience, with the process unfolding differently, but it's a little bit different than that, I guess. It's um, holding that vision and the why that you have behind it, like continuing to come back to why does this matter? Why is this important? Why is it that this is something that I need to stay present for again? Why was that again? And the other thing that I would say has come up even more recently for me as a wisdom lesson is um, doing things without concern for how others will accept it, like it, and just be seen, being seen, being noticed, and doing things without concern for how others will accept it and like it. I feel like um, that's a recurring lesson in my life. I don't know about you, but as humans, we want to fit in. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted, and especially by those that are close to us, especially by those we love or you know, just by humans, it's a tribal, it's a tribal instinct, I think. So being seen by putting this out into the world, I mean, maybe that seems odd to you because you see me put things out into the world all the time, like being someone who is a creative and creating programs, creating podcasts, creating teachings for people, you know, sharing things that I have learned and 
sharing that with you in hopes that it would support you in some way. I'm putting myself out there all the time and, and sharing things that are close to me that I don't know how it will be received. You know, it could be judged that someone might not like it, all that. But that has come up again and again with this particular thing because I think I'm, um, parts of my story, my experience, my vision, it's being seen in a new way. And I, I think of my businesses as separate entities. They're not me. Like I am not wild wellness. I am not forest and flowers retreat. Like they're their own entity. They're their own thing. They're their own, have their own energy, their own rhythm, their own, their own course that they're going to take. And so that really helps me because I feel like I'm just a part of it. I feel like I'm, I'm part of the vehicle that actually brings it into physical form. And the reason I'm saying that with being seen is because it's like I, I feel responsible to show up for that. I feel responsible to bring that forth because I have been given that vision. It's like Forest and Flowers Retreat saying, Hey, let's partner on this. Let's do this. We've got all these, I've got all these plans. Like, and I need you to, you know, help me with this. Do you want to play? <laughs> and it's like, I have to say, yeah, I want to play. Like I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll help in this process. I'll, I'll do the actions. I'll, I'll move forward with it. So part of that being seen is, is helpful to know that it's, it's not me. It's the, it's the vision itself. But at the same time, because I'm a part of it, there's still like a piece there that I feel attached to that it's actually reflection back at me. Um, but I think that helps in any creative work that we're doing, if that makes sense to separate ourselves from the creative work itself, from the entity itself. Or even if you're thinking of a goal, like you might have something that you're working on. Maybe you're going to school for something and you think that your identity is wrapped up in whatever that thing is that you're going to do or be after you're finished with school. And, um, maybe thinking of it in a way that you're separate from that thing. Like you are who you are without that degree, without that training, without that thing that you're doing. It's like that whole path kind of called to you, like, let's play, let's do this together. Let's create something. Let's do something in the world. Um, but you are also separate from that in your own way. And so maybe some of that helps us to release the expectation or the concern for how others react to things with it, because it's like, I'm just showing up for my, my creativity that's been tapping me on the shoulder. I'm just showing up for that thing that I know I have to do in this life. <laughs> and it, it almost gives you an assurance of like, there's something out there that has spoken and said, I want you for this. I want you to do this with me, whether that be a business entity or a different kind of work or a project or whatever. It's like something else does want you. So it maybe gives you that assurance of like having that acceptance, having at least something out there, some energy force out there that you know of that is, that is with you. That's rooting for you. Hope that hope that resonates in the way that it uh, is meant to for someone. And I just felt, felt inspired to share it. So I'm going to end this episode now with gratitude, with gratitude for the love and legacy of 
my ancestors for this land and the gifts that it offers, for all who have guided the creation of Forest and Flowers Retreat, to the family, friends, and community who have helped to make it possible. When you come retreat here, may this space inspire you. May this land fill you with vitality. May you create beautiful experiences and may you cultivate wellness with nature. Thank you for listening, my friend. And until we chat again, go live your one wild life.